What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mystery Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Alonzo. So every Thursday, I want to dedicate my show to uh, my listeners. Um, there's usually a couple of questions or a few questions that are submitted through my social media. And on Thursdays, I'm going to be choosing, you know, one or two, maybe more, depending on the questions. And, and those are going to be the ones that I'm going to be talking about. I'll give you a shout out while I'm at it. And that's something that I'm going to keep going now every Thursday as well. If you guys have anything in mind you want to maybe for me to elaborate on or discuss, submit it through one of my social media uh, pages and I'll gladly uh, look over it and address it on next Thursday's show. The first one today comes from David W. He actually had a, a great question. Um, he asked, if the Miami Heat had a chance of coming back in the finals. Now, at first glance, when I saw this question after watching game one, my immediate reaction was no, like it's not possible. But that's not what he's looking for, and that's not the way I do things either. So I just want to start off by saying that the biggest problem here for the Heat is definitely right now their health. Um, Goran Dragic their leading scorer in the playoffs, and their all-star center, Bam Adebayo, both got hurt. Now, what's crazy is that Miami actually outscored the Lakers during Dragon's 15 minutes of action before leaving the game late in the second quarter. Of course, what happened after that was not the results of both of them getting injured, but, you know, that was part of it. Um, the Heat were outscored by 12 when Adebayo was on the court. So, you know, we can't just totally blame the injuries here, because that's clearly not what took place if you saw the game. But their absence was certainly a big factor. Dragic, for example, he's a guy that's been playing all-star level basketball since the restart of the season. He's, uh, he, he's been a very big factor for them, right? He's made huge plays during the playoffs. Um, him and Adebayo have been two of the main reasons the Heat have made this playoff run. Adebayo has been great all season with his rebounding, his passing, uh, stellar defense. And, and, you know, these are the only two players on Miami's roster who had seen the team outscored while on the bench. So that alone gives you a good idea of how valuable these two guys are. Um, I don't want to take anything away from the Lakers. Um, you know, they are heavy favorites going into the series and, and deservingly so. So going back to the injuries, you know, if any of them are lost for the rest of the series, it's hard to imagine that Miami has any chance at all of winning this series. Um, their pick and roll combination has been nearly unstoppable all through the playoffs. Right after game one, we got a better idea of the severity of the injury um, when it comes to Dragic. Uh, ESPN's Adrian Wojciechowski reported that Dragic suffered a partial tear of his plantar fascia in his left foot. Um, he's going to be evaluated, but that's a tough injury to play through, and I, I personally don't expect him to play. Um, at the very least, I don't think he'll play game two there's a very strong chance that he'll be out for the rest of the series. The one bright spot, you know, if there was one yesterday, was Kendrick Nunn. Um, he got extended minutes. You know, he finished with 18 points on 8 for 11 shooting. 
he had been playing very limited through the playoffs. And this was his first opportunity to contribute for the team. Uh, definitely the first time in the postseason where he scored in double figures, which is it's crazy because during the regular season, this is a, a guy that scored double figures. And I believe the exact number is 52 games during the regular season. So look at how far into the playoffs before he got an opportunity to play significant minutes. And he did score double figures. Uh, with Dragic possibly being out with his, his injury, the Heat will need none to play well and, and provide some badly needed uh, scoring. I think Miami needs to add more size to their lineup. Uh, at the very least, add Kelly Olynyk back to the rotation. Miami had been playing a small lineup in the, pre in the previous rounds of the playoffs, especially um, when Adebayo was resting. But that lineup struggled to deal with Anthony Davis. Guys like Igodala and Crowder are just too undersized to guard Davis. In game one, Miami was minus 20 with Arevalo on the bench in the first half. Um, in the second half, you know, Olinik was not as effective as none during an 18-minute run in the second half, but he did have four assists, and he helped Miami be more competitive so that that's something that, you know, the coaches have to think about going into uh, game two Friday night. Um, I'd be surprised if Olenek doesn't get more minutes in game two, if Adebayo, you know, is able to return. Another thing that has to be pointed out is the fact that the Lakers were red hot shooting the three. Um, they were 11 for 17 from three-point line in the first half. This was as many or more than any then, then the Lakers have made total in nine of their previous 15 playoff games. So just think about that. You know, I can't imagine them shooting at this high percentage again in game two. So if Miami has any chance of winning this series, you know, they have to keep the Lakers out of the paint and just force them to continue shooting threes. You know, it's very difficult to shoot threes at that high percentage game after game after game. Um, I, f I felt like they didn't use the zone enough on defense, and, and that's been one of their strengths, uh, you know, through the playoffs. They need to do a better job on their pick-and-roll defense in game two as well. Um, they were pretty much switching on every pick-and-roll, and LeBron was getting all the favorable matchups he wanted. Just to, to finish off my point here uh, and answer this question for David W., um, in conclusion, if, if Miami can do a better job defensively and force the Lakers to shoot more threes, I think we'll see a better performance by Miami. And who knows? Uh, you know, they might take game two and, and actually make this a series. For game two, uh, that's actually set for Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. So make sure to tune in. It should be on uh, ABC. Okay, so it's time for a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And then, then I'll come back with our next question. Tackle this football season at mysportsbook.lv. Create your free MySportsBook.LV account and use promo code FOOTBALL to get up to $1,000 in bonus cash. MySportsBook.LV offers a wide variety of prop bets, great contests, and most important of all, fast 24-hour payouts. Don't miss out. Use promo code FOOTBALL and join the world's best online sportsbook, MySportsBook.LV. James T., who asked if Adam Gaze will be fired during the season. Obviously, Adam Gaze is, is a hot topic right now with the Jets, the way they've been playing. Um, 
their performance so far. I mean, the way they played last year for a big part of the season, a lot of times it was the same question, right? Is Adam Gaze going to survive? Is Adam Gaze going to get through a season? Is Adam Gaze going to be their coach next year? So a, a lot of talk in the, in the offseason has been about just being patient so that Adam Gaze and, and general manager Joe Douglas can clean up the mess left from the previous regime. But in reality, this is just a really bad team that continues to struggle. Uh, quite frankly, they're getting embarrassed every week. And, you know, I think if they lose this week, you know, maybe there is a really good shot that Adam Gaze will be fired, especially with the additional days off between, you know, before their week five game. It could happen, you know, but I, I, I'm i leaning towards it's not going to happen. And I'm going to mention why. Um, in yesterday's podcast, I brought up the fact that the the Jets are a team that are averaging 12 points per game which is just, it, it's hard to even imagine that, right? Their point differential so far this year is minus 57 points, which is easily the worst in the league. This is shaping to be possibly one of their worst seasons ever. Okay, The only team in the NFL right now who has not held the lead this season in a game is the New York Jets. I mean, if you watch them, you will see a team that just looks completely deflated. They have no energy or passion. It's almost like they're mentally defeated before the game even starts. Uh, usually when you watch enough sports, you watch enough football, and you see that, the first thing you think is that the coach has lost the team, that he's got no response, the team is not performing they're not doing anything they're not fighting for him and that's what this is what it's been looking like to this point i'm gonna i, ha I have a good example of how bad the jets are right now or or how bad they're playing okay they're going into this game basically even when it comes to odds right las vegas even they're at home take into account that the team they're playing the broncos are a team with more injuries than the Jets, they're starting a third-string quarterback, Brett Ripien, on the road. Normally, in a situation like this, if you are any other team than the Jets, you would be favored by at least a touchdown. So just think about that, okay? Now, the reason why I'm not fully committing and saying, yes, he's not going to make it through the season is because Adam Gaze is someone that was personally picked by the owner of the New York Jets. And that's probably the reason he's still around. As recent as two weeks ago, he, the, the owner, the Johnson, he came to the defense of Adam Gase, going as far as calling him a brilliant offensive mind. I mean, are you serious? Have you seen that offense? If that's your idea of brilliant, then the problem isn't the coach. All right? I, I, so because of this, though, and those comments, I, I don't see him... Uh, firing him just three weeks later from him making that comment. But we've seen crazier things before. Um, I, I could right off the top of my head think of a couple of coaches who have had shorter stints in recent history in the NFL. Um, Johnson also went as far as to mention his evaluation of gays, uh, that it be based on progress and if they lose, they will make a second. It's all this crazy talk, right? 
basically defending him. But what you got to realize is the fact that if they do lose on Thursday night, it's the second straight season that they start going for. That is hardly the definition of progress. I mean, how much more before they, they, they just, you know, they say enough, I, you know, we got to make a change. Now, I do know that the Johnson family has never fired a coach in season. So that's something to take into consideration. Also, one thing that favors gays is COVID-19. I mean, because of the pandemic, no fans at the game. No fans means no booing, no chanting to get rid of gays. Um, you know, in, in football in particular, that's something that does help a lot when it comes to an organization making a decision on firing someone. It's not just the performance or, you know, how the team's playing. But they take into account the uh, into account the fans, right? They're the ones filling up the stadium. They're the ones spending money. So, but that's something that Gaze doesn't have to worry about right now. So that's definitely one thing. Another thing that favors him. Basically, to answer your question, James T, I don't think he will be fired during the season. But I am pretty confident that if things don't change soon, he will not be their head coach next season. Now, that's going to conclude today's podcast. Don't forget to submit your questions by next Thursday. I will be choosing a couple of questions to answer, and I'll definitely give you guys a shout out. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Have a good night. Johnny Alonso.